welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a lovely lady. Her name is Barbara Katz. And Barbara is a fantastic guest that I've invited all the way from the USA. So, Barbara, welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. Hey, Lynn. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Barbara, we are going to be talking today about how to approach a man, because I think some women are very wary about approaching a man uh, others, you know, probably feel they um, put men off if they make the first move and, and don't think they ought to make the first move. So we want to allay any myths and um, any, uh, I suppose, confusion around how to approach a man. Before we get into that, I'd just like you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you come to be doing what you're doing. Thanks, Lynn. Um, well, I'm a dating and relationship coach. And I work with single professionals, age 40 plus, and I help them um, up-level their dating and relationship skills. So they're ready and available to attract and keep their life partner. I also do um, uh, live events for the dating site match.com. Excellent. What's got you into that particular industry? You know, it's funny. Um, It found me. really by accident, uh, because I've been doing coaching since uh, the early 2000s. And I started out as a uh, business and communications coach. And it just so happened that myself and a a colleague were asked to do um, kind of a meet and greet for a singles meetup. And it was all about, you know, just kind of getting to know your fellow group members. And we said it was a male colleague, we thought, okay, well, you know, it is a dating group. So you know, we'll, we'll have them talk a little bit about dating. And it was it was crazy because we started talking about how to have a good conversation and uh, how to understand if somebody's flirting with you. And uh, like the event stopped cold right there. You know, online dating, how do you put your profile together? And, uh, the organizer came up to us afterwards and said, OK, you need to come back. You have to do like a whole evening on you know conversation and body language and all sorts of things. And we thought, well, I thought like, this is <laughs> this is not what I do. Like I'm more of a communication. I've been working with professionals and how to have um, deeper, more connected conversations with our clients and so on. And I thought, you know what, this this sounds like fun. Let's do this. And uh, I ended up writing um, a workshop called, excuse me, are you flirting with me? And we had 125 people show up. And it was just amazing. Like the energy and electricity and people were, you know, really feeling comfortable because I believe about, you know, my belief is how do you understand another person's perspective? How do you really have grounded, connected conversations from a place of who you truly are? And uh, and so you feel comfortable in your own skin. So we, you know, I worked with that meetup organizer for years, doing all sorts of uh, events for them. And every time we just had droves of people show up and people that had come to other events came back and said, you know, I just feel so comfortable here. I feel like I can just be myself. So that's, it found me and I love it. It is my 
passion. It is my soul's purpose to work with singles to help them find love in their life. I mean, really, that's what life's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, I can very much vouch for that being part of my mission and purpose is to spread the love, help people find you know, healthy love they, they want and deserve. Absolutely. So um, back on the topic then and how to approach a man. We had a little conversation off air around this topic and we thought it'd make a good episode. So um, let's kick it off and uh, start by sharing some of our own ideas about this topic. First of all, do you think it's okay for women to approach a man? Well, you know what? I want to start out myth busting because at the events that I do, whether they're online or in person, I always do an an anonymous question. So um, both all the events I do are both men and women, so you could really understand the opposite sex's perspective. And one question I often ask people is, gentlemen, are you open to having a lady approach you? And 99% of them say, oh, that would be so awesome. That would be so appreciated. And all of the women, you know, they kind of gasp and their jaw drops because we've been told perhaps since we were kids, you know, it is the man's, uh, we just wait to be chosen. We'll put it that way. It is, you know, the men that are supposed to open the conversation and approach us and what have you. And a lot of the times we're just running these stories that do not serve us in our mind. So a resounding yes, yes, heck yes, yes. <laughs> it's okay. It is okay to approach a man. I mean, really what's stopping you is the stories that are kind of running in your head about it. Yeah, and I also I think, you know, there obviously are the same as for men, you know, that fear of rejection and also, um, you know, the, the idea that, um, like you say, um, we've been sort of conditioned to think that men ought to be the ones that uh, uh, approach us first. But there are obviously within that, you know, good ways and bad ways to make that approach, aren't there? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, wow, where do we start? <laughs> well, let's, let's consider probably some of the bad ways to start with. Okay, so regardless if you're, you know, a man or a woman and you find somebody that you'd like to approach, you know, right off the bat, people really get stuck in, you know, what's my opening line? Right. And um, I'm actually from Canada and I know Canada and the U S we had a show called friends. And one of the, um, uh, one of the characters was Joey Tribbiani and his opening line was, how you doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, and it, worked, it worked for him. That's who he was. It was his personality. You know, it was really endearing. And if that's not who you are and you're trying to steal someone else's line, that's who they are. And you're like, Hey, all you're doing, right. <laughs> it just does not work. And the minute that I'm going to call, I'm going, I'm going to say the minute what you're thinking, what you're feeling and what you're saying is not incongruence is where things get awkward. So if you've been told this is what you need to say, or you've read a book, you've been on a website and it's like, okay, opening line is, and it's really not who you are. All of a sudden you're going to be giving off these weird vibes because you know, internally, yeah, that's not really who I am. So here I'm, just going to give everybody a bit of a tip. The best opening line, the best opening line you could ever have is, hi, I'm Barbara. Nice to meet you. That's it. That is it. It's genuine. And then you know what you do? You smile, right? You just give them a big smile. 
and you say, hi, I'm Barbara, nice to meet you. And 99.99999% of the time, they will smile back and say, hi, I'm Joe or Fred or what, whatever, right? But that's like going up to someone and approaching them right off the bat is like step three. People just say, okay, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to get there. And then, you know, they're in their head and that's when the weird energy starts. It starts with actually the nonverbal communication. Yeah. And yeah, 93% of communication is nonverbal and people forget that. So give us some examples then for the benefit of the audience. What, what are those nonverbal cues? Nonverbal cues. Okay. So the way men and women, we're going to call it flirting, but I just kind of want to give you a new definition of flirting because a lot of the times when people think about flirting, they get into their head and they freak themselves out, right? <laughs> so here's a new definition. A new definition of flirting is just letting someone know you're open to being approached. That's it. That is it. Where it goes from there or doesn't go from there, like just be open to it. So new definition, I'm just open to being approached. So you want to let someone know it's okay for them to come and approach you. So if you think about it that way, what's the best thing you do? You look at them and you smile, right? There's a nonverbal cue, really easy. Um, there's different ways that men and women um, intrinsically want to let um, someone know that they're interested in them, right? So for instance, women and ladies here, I'm gonna give you a little tip, another tip. Women, because we don't want to seem like we're too forward. We don't want to seem like we're giving off the vibe of, you know, I'm looking for a one night stand. We are very reluctant to really give a gentleman a cue that we're open to being approached. So we do it in a really kind of subtle and almost a little coy way. So for instance, we might look at someone and look away really quickly. And then I, like we do this in my live events and I say, guys, did you see that? They're like, see what? Like, what's going on? I had no idea, right? And then we go, why are they, they didn't see, why aren't they coming to talk to me, right? So you need to be a little bit more overt. So when you look at someone, count to three in your head, you know, one, two, three, then look away. It's going to feel like you're like there for three minutes staring at them. Trust me, from their point of view, it is not that long. From your point of view, you're like dying inside thinking, oh my God, at least I'm doing this. Look at them, count to three in your head and look away. And you got to do this a couple of times. Again, we think we do it once and they why aren't they responding? Because they don't know you're looking at them. For all they know, they're, you know, they're shy too. And they're like, I think she was looking at me or maybe she's looking at someone behind me. I'm not really sure. So you got to do it two or three times. You know, by the second time they're thinking, oh, she did it again. By the third time they're like, okay, I get it. She's looking at me, right? We got to, we have to give the gentleman um, the opportunity to see us looking at them and smiling. Yeah, and, and it gives them a bit of bravado and encouragement as well, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, because we're saying to them, I'm open to being approached. So we've just non-verbally thrown them, we'll call it the beach ball, right? We've lobbed it to them. And now if they're interested, they will lob it back. You know, the easiest and most direct route for them to do is to look at us and smile and then come over. I mean, really, gentlemen, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it can be easy, but we get up in our head and we start telling ourselves all these stories. And that's what gets in the way. 
is the stories that we are running in our head. And that's what I do with my clients is help them untangle the stories internally that is showing up in their body language. Because remember, when you are, when you're, what you're thinking and what you're saying and what you're doing is all out of sync, that's when it gets kind of awkward. Yeah. And we're not giving off that positive and encouraging energy vibe that we want to exude. Exactly. Because Another question that I always uh, ask at events, anonymous, anonymous, there you go. (laughs) Anonymous question is, what makes someone attractive? And the first time I did this, I thought, oh, I'm a bit concerned. What kind of answers I'm going to get? I've run this question 200, 300 times. I always get the same answers. And so what the uh, ladies say is, what makes a gentleman attractive is uh, someone with a good sense of humor and who's confident. And what the gentleman says is a lady who is confident and has a good sense of humor. <laughs> so again, we're going to do some myth busting here. Whatever you think is going on with the opposite sex and they're like aliens and we have no idea what's going on in their head. of the time, it is the same as us. It is the same. It's just another, not just, but it's another human being, right? So if you come across and you're going and you want to talk to someone and you're running all these stories in your head about, you know, I don't want to be rejected. And am I, you know, is my hair look okay? And am I using the right opening line? And you just get yourself all into a giant pretzel. Your energy is not confident and playful. It is inward and... (laughs) It's hard to have a conversation when you're not present within, you know, you're not present and maybe the other person, they're running all these stories in their head and they don't want to be rejected. How can you have a great conversation when you don't have people that are present having conversations with each other? Yeah, absolutely. And it isn't about, you know, dressing provocatively and uh, pushing your bosom in his face and coming across as needy and desperate, is it? You know, if you are feeling confident enough to actually talk to the guy and not, necessarily just give off the nonverbal cue. Absolutely. I mean, let's face it, you know, whether you're a, a lady or a gentleman, you want to feel good about what you're wearing when you're going out, right? You want to feel like, yeah, I feel really good in what I'm wearing. I'm having a good hair day. I've got my makeup on or, you know, I feel really groomed and I, you know, for the gentleman, I've polished my shoes and I'm, I feel like, I feel like I'm putting my best foot forward. Okay, my best foot forward isn't necessarily have to be a very low cut top, right? Because you want to go out as your authentic self. And if you go from the place of, I need to dress the way I think they want me to dress, I need to say what I think they want me to say, like that is not a way to start potentially a long term relationship because you are going to get busted. (laughs) Eventually in your life together, you're going to get busted. So why not just go out? as who you are, the authentic you, because I can guarantee the person that you're meant to be with is looking for you as much as you are looking for them. And they're not looking for the bravado of you because they're not going to see you and they're not going to find you. They're looking for the authentic you. Yeah, and uh, I, I I absolutely buy into that because my sort of problems are all around energy and what energy we exude at any one moment in time is going to you know, attract the reciprocal of that, you know, whether that's an unhealthy energy or a healthy energy, you know, it's all down to what energy are you exuding that's going to attract 
you know, the relationship you do or don't want. And we have to take responsibility for, you know, showing up as not being our best selves if we are or we have been attracting unhealthy relationships previously, don't we? Absolutely. 100%. If you are people-pleasing, then you're going to attract someone who wants a people-pleaser. And right off the bat, that is not a healthy relationship, right? That's like codependent relationship. And you wonder why you keep getting into unhealthy relationships, right? So it's what you're giving out is what you're attracting back. It's like a mirror, right? And if you keep attracting unavailable people, I mean, the universe is really kind to us. If we really look at what is being coming back at us, it gives us the cues of figuring out what we need to shift in ourselves. So if you keep attracting unavailable people, the question is, where am I unavailable in my life? And it might be you are, you don't feel that your true self, people are really going to be interested in, or you don't feel like you're worthy to walk out in your true authentic energy. And therefore you're, you know, putting out all these weird vibes and you're not really being open to having a, a, an authentic relationship. So therefore people that are not available to really having an authentic relationship are showing up in our world. Mm. Yeah. hundred percent agree. So going back to the idea of, um, being open to being approached and what other signals or actions we can take, you know, because um, we had this conversation again off air around, this is really the modern way that women are dropping the, the, the handkerchief, you know, as what they used to do in the olden <laughs> days, isn't it? That we're going to be discussing. Oh uh, yeah. You know, in the 17, 1800s, they had it figured out a little bit better than we did. Right. As far as People always fight me on this this comment. Women are the ones who actually are really taking the lead. As much as you know, the gentlemen want to come over, or the gentlemen come over and approach us. For the most part, women are the ones who are setting the cues. So you know, in the 17 and 1800s, it was just a lot socially easier because they had a handkerchief and they dropped their handkerchief, and the gentleman, oh, excuse me, ma'am, is this yours? Mm -hmm. Or perhaps they had a fan, and you know, they would use their fan. And I was reading somewhere that they actually had signals, depending on where the fan was placed on their body or on their lips, it gave the gentleman like certain signals like, um, yes, I'm open to being approached or, you know, what you said just offended me or I'm actually, you know, available and uh, open if you wanted to kiss me. Holy mackerel, was, is that not easier? Really, it's still kind of nonverbal, but it was just easier. And I don't know why that went through the wayside because that just would have made life easier. <laughs> And that was just confusing, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but we can do a similar, you know, we can do a similar actions. And for those ladies that would like some tips, you know, what, one of the tips that I sort of explain that women can do is, you know, if you're in a, a, a bar or a, a club, they can just literally go up to the bar with their jacket and uh, just ask the guy that they like to hold the jacket while they, they order the drinks to take back to their friends. And that just gives him that signal then and that cue that, you know, well, this woman is open to being approached. Absolutely. And it gives the gentleman um, just a reason to start a conversation, right? It's very chivalrous. You know, you could be also you may have you know, like a water bottle or something you're holding in accident. Look, accidentally drop it. <laughs> right? It gives him an opportunity to step into his masculine energy, be chivalrous. And then it's a lovely opening, a runway to say, hi, I'm Barbara. Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, you know, it could be a few loose 
bits of change that you accidentally on purpose drop, something like that. <laughs> and, and again, it gives him, the, like you said, the, the gift of showing how chivalrous he can be by picking the coins up for you and, and handing you them back. And then you can, like you say, introduce yourself. But um, what I like about this sort of um, modern day dropping your hanky approach is that, um, you know, it makes the guy feel more confident. It makes him less fearful of rejection. And it makes it feel like it's his idea then to actually approach you and engage you in conversation, doesn't it? Absolutely. And it's just kind. It's kind to each other. Um, because, you know, as much as, you know, typically ladies, you know, are expecting a gentleman to approach them, but you have to look at them with some compassion. Like how much courage does it take to go up to someone you don't know and start a conversation. And, you know, as much as we, the ladies, are afraid of being rejected, and which is why we play a little bit, you know, uh, coy or uh, not really being um, as direct as would be helpful for the gentleman, imagine how many times they have to summon their courage and their fear of rejection, right? Like we just need to look at them as, you know, other human beings in this world that are putting themselves out there. So, you know, even if someone approaches you and you're not interested in them, you know, be kind and generous and realize how much courage that must have taken for them to come up to you. That's a very good point. You know, um, it, you know, it, there's, there's no reason to never be kind, isn't there? Is there? There's, there's always the opportunity to be kind in any situation. And there's no need to be horrible to a guy you're not interested in. It's just, plucked up the courage to ask you and uh, approach you, is there? Absolutely. I mean, we are all walking this earth, having our own experiences. And regardless if someone comes up to you and whether you're available or not available or interested or not interested, first of all, just take in that another human being finds you attractive. Like that feels pretty good. And also take in, as I said, the courage that they summon to come over. Yeah. So, you know, we're walking this earth together and let's do it as kindly and compassionately and loving to each other as we possibly can. And the same goes to us as women as well. Be kind to yourself. If a guy isn't responding to your, um, whether it's a non-verbal or verbal approach, you know, or just uh, an action that's given him the opportunity to show that you are interested in having him approach you, then um, I want to say, you know, be kind to yourself. Don't don't feel rejected if, if it's a no or they don't take up the cue. Absolutely. And, you know, I believe in um, setting yourself up for success. You know, it's one thing that I always speak to my clients about, because, as I said, 93 percent of communication is nonverbal. So if you're in a room, say you're at a bar or a party and there's 100 people, right, you're looking around, you're like, oh, wow, there's all these people. And the person that you're really interested in is not looking in your direction. In fact, they're on their phone and they're not looking up. They're not even acknowledging other people in the room. You know, going over to them and trying to start a conversation when they are not available for it in that moment. I'm just going to preface that by saying in that moment is not setting yourself up for success, right? Maybe 10 minutes, maybe they're having this really heated conversation, uh, a text conversation with a work colleague or a family member, or whatever is going on in their world, and they're not present. 10 minutes later, 15, half an hour later, might be a completely different 
um, they may be in a completely different headspace. So a lot of the time, people take it personally, and then all of a sudden, you know, they start feeling bad, and they go home, and they're thinking about it, and three days later, they're beating themselves up about it, and it has nothing to do with them. 80% of the time, it has nothing to do with you. 20% of the time, it does have to do with you, <laughs> and that's stuff that you, you know, it's the stories that you're running in your head, or, you know, um, you really need to drill down and figure out what is the things that are holding you back from being available, um, truly available for being in a relationship and you're giving kind of odd signals to people because that's something that lies in you. And, you know, again, nonverbal communication. It is, you know, if you're smiling at them and they're smiling back at you, if you're kind of, um, you know, uh, gazing at someone and looking away and they're looking back at you. And, you know, uh, when it comes to flirting, there's a lot of frenetic energy involved in this, right? We kind of don't know what to do with it because we're like, you see people kind of smoothing their hair down and fidgeting and kind of, you know, looking a bit awkward. As much as you're thinking, oh, what's going on over there? <laughs> they, they don't know what to do with this frenetic energy either. So that actually is a really good sign. It's a good sign. Absolutely agree. So, Barbara, before we wrap up this particular episode, give the listeners um, the, your best contact information. So if they want to reach out to you, they can uh, do so. The best place to reach out to me is on my website, and it is flirtfactor.ca.ca. I'm in Canada, not mm -hmm. .com. So flirtfactor.ca is the best place to reach out to me. Excellent. And any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share or any tips before we close off the episode around this absolutely fascinating topic of being open to being approached by men? Well, as I said at the beginning, I'm just going to circle back to it. The best thing to do when you're, you know, you want to go out and meet some people is, first of all, feel good before you get there, because the vibe that you're going to walk in with is going to be really different. And when you're walking in and you're feeling good about who you are, you're feeling good about the way you look, you are actually sending out a nonverbal cue to everybody through your body language that... I'd like to be approached. I, you know, I'm a great person and I'm looking forward to meeting some other awesome human beings. And it's amazing. You can stand in the same spot the whole night and people would just come up to you, right? Isn't that easier? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's lovely if you've got the choice of loads of options. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that certainly would be your idea. But I mean, whether you're, you know, looking, you know, and not and feel more comfortable about, um, being open to being approached by a man or whether you're confident enough to actually think you know what I'm going to try some of these techniques and I'm going to be the one that approaches him but you know in a subtle way that gives him the the green light then uh, I hope you've found audience this a fascinating conversation as much as I have thank you Barbara thanks so much for having me Lynn and this has been super fun and uh, good luck to all of your listeners. Just go out and have fun and play and just enjoy yourself because your vibe is just going to be so attractive when you do that. Thank you so much. And it just leaves me to say, true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's 
lyn at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.